Hi there, I'm Robert Netkin, host of the Information Security Podcast. For 16 years, the summit has gathered thought leaders of the information security world for a week of learning, networking, and conversation about the industry. Today, we're recording live at the 2018 summit. We'll be sitting down with Chris Robinson, who gave a presentation at this year's summit. Chris is a principal program manager and team lead at Red Hat, ensuring security is at the forefront of all Red Hat products and solutions. In addition, Chris is a part of the Cleveland, Ohio chapter of IC Squared and is an active member of IC Squared on a global basis. His knowledge of both information technology and information security set him apart as a leading voice in the world of information security. He'll be discussing the intersection of open source software and information security, as well as the role of IC Squared in the security community. Sort of picking up on it, we actually know each other and have uh, gotten to know each other over the past couple of years uh, mm -hmm. from our association in IC Squared and from the Information Security Summit. Absolutely. It's been a great uh, long run we've had. Indeed. Indeed. You make a lot of friends at these events? As Gary said, it's been 16 great years and he's looking for 16 more. So that's, you get to meet some high quality people here, learn some things. You really get to build your network quite a lot. Security, it's a huge topic. It is. And in your dual roles, you're mm -hmm. part of the security organization of IC Squared. And, and for the nerds that are wondering about that, that's ISC inside parentheses with a two exponent on the outside of it. That is the International Information Systems Security Certification Consortium. You, you got all the letters in there. I did. Most people just say IC Squared. That's true. And IC Squared is a organization that offers certifications for people in information security. What are some of those certifications and why are they important? The biggest one that most people are familiar with is the CISSP. That's the Certified Information Systems Security Professional. That's kind of the gold standard for getting into information security. And that topic, uh, that area, that certification tests your knowledge and helps train you in eight different domains of knowledge, like disaster recovery and business continuity, security architecture, operations, a little bit of development. So you get a little taste of these eight different unique areas of security. And the CISSP has a bar of entry, so you have to have so many years of professional experience. You need to have somebody testify on your behalf saying, you know, I certify Robert is a good guy and standing and he knows this, these things and has done these things in his background. And, you know, once you achieve that, the CISSP, there's a whole other realm of things that ISC Squared has developed additional certifications around. Now, if you don't have the five years of experience that are required for that certificate, they do offer a, an associate program so that if you're a student, you might, or you're just getting into security as a career through the associate of ISC Squared, you're able to do like a CISSP light where you'll actually take the test. And then after you've built up those five years of training, you'll be vested in to the program. And that's a great way if you're you know, an intern, again, somebody starting off in their career, the associate of ISC Squared is a great place to start. And the certification allows individuals who are practitioners of information security to say, hey, I, I have done this. I, I have this credential, and, and it gives them some credibility. It's an international kind of a, uh, a ruler to state, you know, I have, these people have this specific body of knowledge. They have either um, direct experience in it or through training have experience in it, and they have this certain level of understanding. When you and I started off our careers, there was no 
training curriculum for security. So we had other jobs. We had to figure it out as we went along. Exactly. You, know, you start off at the help desk, you're doing support, you get into network ops. You become to these, through these different paths. And that's where, again, you know, ISC Squared allows you to help leverage that information, you know, that background, and share with the larger community, but also be able to um, get exposure to different, you know, maybe you are amazing at understanding role-based access control. You understand how to do provisioning and giving people access to things. But maybe you don't have a lot of exposure to disaster recovery and business continuity or the discipline of risk management, which is really what you know, security at its core is about managing risk. So you might not have a professional exposure to those. And that through the certification and through the community and through events like the summit, you get to you build that experience up. And this helps someone who, let's say they are a fantastic network engineer. They can count by 16s, you know, they do binary <laughs> math in their head. Yeah. But when you talk to them about policies mm -hmm. or when you talk to them about why you want to do this or risks or something like that, it's new territory for them. It is. And we mentioned that security, the field of security is very broad, but at its core, to be successful, you have to be able to articulate yourself to the business and be able to under talk to your peers. So you could be brilliant at understanding subnetting and supernetting and you know routes and whatnot. But if you can't articulate what a problem is in terms that somebody else can, a layperson or a business burden, or even a different person with a different technical vocation, you're, you're not going to be effective if you can't communicate. Now, that's something you have to do on a daily basis at Red Hat, isn't it? It is. So, it, but my, tell us a little bit about Red Hat for those people who you know see the logo on your sleeve, but they have no idea what it means. So, I work for the largest, uh, most successful open source company around. We sell free software. Is kind of, <laughs> kind of my joke. Uh, so, a lot of people know us through our older product, like Red Hat Enterprise Linux. That's a server that's on par with like you know Microsoft Server or AIX or other operating systems. And uh, that's how we became known in the world and kind of got our foothold. A lot of companies are still running that. It's a great product. We love it. And it's the core of everything else we Huge do. Huge chunk of the internet is running on it. Uh, absolutely. And as we've developed other products and branched off into cloud and containers, at the foundation, it's all RHEL. Phone systems. Mm -hmm. you, you see major name brand phone systems and you look under the covers, it's Red Hat Linux. It is. It is. And what we've been able to do is kind of harness the power and creativity of open source where there's just some of the most amazing creative people and they have these fantastic ideas to change the global economy. It changes at a very fast pace and sometimes it's not terribly well documented. And that's the position that we and other corporate, other enterprise-based Linux distributions fill is we're able to take that kind of amazing chaos and help make it palatable for an enterprise so that a large corporation can deploy this and know that they are going to get consistency, they have supportability through patches and documentation. So that's where what Red Hat does, is we're a software vendor, and I work on their product security team. Now, one of your taglines, if I, if I may have a little fun here, Please. on your email is cat herder. Cat herder, yes. Yes, I've often wondered, is dealing with open source security issues a little bit like herding cats? <laughs> it's absolutely like that. You don't tell anyone in open source anything. You ask them, you show them, you share your opinion, you work on trying to convince them that your perspective has value and is potentially uh, supersedes what their older opinions might be. So it, it's a great negotiating act. We're high wire walk we do. And it's it's hard to capture attention sometimes because you may be surprised, but sometimes developers don't care about security. So no. I have to, I know, it, it's shocking. It's shocking news. But it's, <clears throat> so, you know, we're there to help advise them saying, you know, you can make these choices and here's 
what your behavior, what kind of threats you're exposing people to by that and try to help proactively correct these things before they get pushed down into some company somewhere. Having that difficult conversation of why. Yeah, it's, it's trying to help them understand the why exactly. And it's, it's challenging. Developers typically, and in open source, not as much directly, but at the end of the day, a developer's goal was to deliver upon business functionality and help successfully deliver those business goals. And a lot of these brilliant guys have egos. Uh, sometimes, yeah. They, they're, and you've got to be mindful In information security, in security, we are, are not uh, immune to that. There is a lot of <laughs> ego in this field sometimes. And then historically, a lot of the older security folks have earned, rightfully so, a very bad reputation of being Dr. No. Always saying no, because those people... You can't people, do this. Exactly. You can't do this. No, no, no. And it's they, don't, they didn't try to make that connection with the corporate why. You know, why does this company exist? How do we service our customers and understand the best way to provide advice to help offer the most secure, protected solution? This circles back to a lot of what you were saying in the beginning. There's a huge component of effective communication and information security. Yes. And that's... For uh, several decades, we haven't done that terribly well. And IT in general doesn't, we aren't, a lot of IT people aren't known for being awesome, dynamic, uh, communicative people that understand business operations and business needs. So that's uh, been a real drive. And that's where things like organizations like ISC Squared or ISACA, um, these other organizations where it's a professional kind of a club. And mm-hmm. we get together and we can talk about these business problems. And kind of, so how do these security organizations help businesses? How do they help businesses? Well, first and foremost, we, like a lot of us, talk about and provide education on good practice. These are, we've seen this happen across a thousand organizations. This procedure works or this security technique works. So helping provide that awareness or potentially training. I'll speak on behalf of the Cleveland ISC Squared chapter. It's really, uh, it's, it's an amazing therapy session. It's, we have... Now, full disclosure, we are both members, uh, past and present, of that chapter. Yeah. Just, just full disclosure, folks. Uh, no, no worries. But it's, it allows us, security is a very hard job. It's challenging to always be, um, to always see bad things happen to good people. So it's a nice, the, what professional organizations do is they allow you to have a place where you know, we check our logo wear at the door. You know, I'm a security practitioner. I'm not necessarily from Red Hat. I'm not here talking to sell you anything or to change you to my and we Red Hat point of view. Candid conversations, absolutely, and it gives us a place to talk and say, Robert, I have this business problem. You know, I need to persuade someone to do this, and it gives us the opportunity. Our chapter, we very consistently have. 50, 60 people show up to our monthly meetings, and our membership is well over 200 security practitioners in the it's, Cleveland area. It, it bumped over 300 this year. Holy smokes, that's yes. so awesome. And you get this broad range of perspectives. We have people that are managers. We have people that are developers. We have people that are auditors or you know vendor folk type folks. So it's a, a huge, it's a, just a really awesome collaborative space. It's a fun community to be it part is. of. But it's, it gives us a chance to talk about these problems. And we, at the end of the day, we're security practitioners. doesn't matter what your particular hat is, how what shape it is, or what color it is. We're, we all have roughly the equivalent job. And we're here to help protect our, the organizations we work for and those organizations' customers. So that, again, these professional organizations like ISC Squared give you that chance to help learn different perspectives and opinions. And if you were looking for a new skill, if you want to learn about problems that are specific in the healthcare industry. ISC Square created a certification around healthcare security. And those specializations, mm-hmm. they're helpful because 
being industry specific, they're talking about things unique to that industry. Exactly. Uh, healthcare has challenges unique to healthcare. Mm -hmm. Legal profession has challenges unique to the legal profession and, and so on. Payment card industry, you mm -hmm. know, they have their own challenges. Sometimes some of these things are in conflict with each other. They can be. I mean, sometimes there's a requirement to disclose that's in direct competition with a requirement to not disclose. Well, and that's where, personally, I've developed an excellent series of relationships with my business sponsors, you know, people that run the organization, and also our legal team. So that you know, if we run into a situation where it's a little gray or there's two options that might be in conflict, I have this kind of board of advisors I can go to to help give me advice on what the best path forward would be. And that's something lawyers deal with all the time. They do. In fact, at this very conference, differences in laws, that's par for the course for those guys. Mm -hmm. It's not unusual to have state laws, federal laws, international laws in conflict with each other. Mm -hmm. And those were topics actually discussed at this conference, both on Tuesday and today. Yeah, and it's you know our duty to do good service to our stakeholders. So when I need to phone a friend, that's what you know, we need to, you need to realize your own limitations and where your information ends and where somebody else's expertise can help augment that. Yes, indeed. If you could give our listeners some advice, you know, just just some bite-sized takeaways from mm -hmm. this discussion. What topics should people become familiar with? You need to think critically. You know, think before you click, think before you do something. And you, not only are you protecting yourself, potentially it might be your job to protect think others Think before in the you click. That's mm -hmm. a good takeaway. Yeah. Thank you for You're your time. It is an, as always a pleasure to speak with well, you, whether you, it be sir. on podcast or otherwise. Thanks for joining us on the Information Security Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's interview with Chris Robinson, recorded live at the Information Security event in October 2018. You can find our other podcasts featuring keynotes and behind-the-scenes interviews with some of the Summit speakers by subscribing to the Information Security Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Learn more about the Summit at informationsecuritysummit.org. Before you go, we'd like to give special thanks to our ISS partners, ASMGI, Betterwood Mustard, and Hurricane Labs. We'd also like to thank Front Porch Media for producing this podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay secure.